0: Remember that passage of Scripture where the Bible says, Jesus says, I have all authority in heaven and earth. Where Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Go and make disciples, teach and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So that's really why we're here, isn't it? To go and to share and in that going and sharing we get to be light and we get to be salt. I want to read in Matthew chapter 5, you see it on your outline there. Why are you here? Let me read that verse, all right? Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors. What are the God flavors? I think of the God flavors as joy and peace and kindness, love, patience, godliness. You know, when somebody, if you need someone you need someone to pray for you, who are you going to call? If you just need to talk to someone, who are you going to call? That's a good question, isn't it? Good question to ask because that individual, they're going to be bringing out the God flavors. Amen? And they're going to be bringing out those God flavors, it says, and because of the salt. We're not the salt, but we are the salt seasoning." And we therefore we don't pour it on. You ever you've been to meals, and you've been to restaurants, and you've watched people take the lid off of the salt shaker. TD almost does it. I said, "Man, that's not pouring out fast enough." But we don't want to overdo it, do we? We don't want to overdo the salt. All right, continue. <clears throat> if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste? godliness. You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. You remember the story of the, or even some of you know what a blacksmith does. And he'll take that steel and that metal and he'll shape it. And he'll put the hammer down and hammer that dude, put it in a fire because, and why does he put it in the fire? And then why does he put it in the In the water to cool it down. And then he'll hammer it again, put it in the fire, hammer it again, and he wants a a certain shape. What happens to that metal that doesn't fit the shape of that blacksmith? Because he's going to put that shoe on that horse. What does he do with that metal that doesn't fit that description? Throws it over there in the scrap pile. You and I do not want to be thrown in a garbage dump, in a scrap pile. And that is, if we lose our usefulness, that's where we end up. That's where we end up. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors. There it is again. We get to bring out those God colors, don't we? We get to bring out those God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public on this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand, so that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand shine. The beautiful part about this light right here, and it has a story on the other side is an Indian story given to me from one of my Indian buddies. And the The joy of that Indian story, we were having a cookout at Parkview. And there's 47 kids hanging around. We're slapping on the dogs and the the burgers and giving chips and giving them something to, to drink. This Indian lady walks up and says, does your church do anything with children? I said, I can't stand them. She said, yeah, I can tell. And she's become a friend. Why? Somebody in that group was letting their light shine and being salt to the community. Another occasion, Big Mac and I was hanging in at Parkview, and the ladies said, what church are you from? And I said, Church? Who said anything about church? We know you're from a church. How do you know we're from a church? Just because we show up, somebody sees a difference. Amen? That's that salt and that's that light. And we could get to continue to do that. You know, it's scary. It's scary for me. Whenever I go and visit in a neighborhood and somebody walks up and says, You're Ron Babbitt. And I don't know him, Never seen him, How do you know? I can tell. But then I'm wondering, am I really being a God flavor just because I've got beautiful curly hair? Is that the reason? What's the God flavor? We get to be the salt, don't we? Amen? And we get to be the light. But here's a... Anyway, I didn't finish that text, did I? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, keep open house. What's open house? You think I've ever gotten in trouble walking in somebody's house without knocking? You think that's ever happened? You think I'd ever walk inside a house without knocking? What's that open house? Open house. Be generous with your lives. You know, when I see that word generous, I think of spirit-filled. We had several months of the Spirit of God. That spirit-filled life is a life that is generous. Spirit-filled, generous life, and number three, a life that is thanksgiving. Can you tell when you're around folks if they're thanksgiving people? Do they have to wait till Thanksgiving to be thanksgiving people? But you can tell when they're if they're spirit filled, can't you? That's because of the light and the salt. You can tell if they're generous because of that light and salt. You can tell of their thanks living, can't you? It doesn't, you know, say, hey, that guy's, you don't have to say that. You can tell it. You can tell it immediately. Be generous with your lives and be opening up to others and you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. What I love about salt and light is a, a tremendous influence Influencer. When I talk about influence, I'm talking about teachers. And how many times in our lives, and we think back to the teachers that we've had, and the people that are going to school today, and which one of those teachers are bums? And you wonder, why, why are they in the teaching business? And we know the teachers that are there today are there because they want to be, and that passion is there, amen? Because, man, look what's taking place, and I have no idea. I have no idea what a teacher has to do today with, with the culture that we're living in today. 85%, I've told you this a number of times, 85% of the clowns in prison are from fatherless homes. And so those guys have been in a classroom somewhere before they, got in, before they went to jail or they went to prison. And there's that fatherless that's going on. And there's that tough battle that influencer of leaders in organization and teens teenagers have tremendous influence ministers of congregations have tremendous influence the media causes us to think doesn't it and well the media said it therefore there's a greek word for that <laughs> but yet we'll still allow that media to cause us to think won't we But that's the salt. Let me lead us in prayer, all right? And then we'll get right on into our lesson. Father, thank you for this morning. And Father, we want to be an influence for the kingdom. And we want to make a difference because of who we belong to and because of our gracious Father that you are. And God, for this family to be a tremendous example of salt and light. And that we all look for ways that we can spread that light and spread the salt everywhere we go. Thank you, God, for how you love us, how you care for us, and comfort those that are hurting today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let me give you an example of salt and light. Now, I'm going to embarrass old Roger. He went to, the, went to the vet the other day, went to the doctor. and. And he, it made him feel good because of the, the numbers that is going on in his body and how God's taking care of him. And, but he asked that nurse, he said, are you a Christian? How did that make Roger feel when he asked that nurse? And there, there's the salt and the light. He didn't have to, did he? He didn't have to say that to her. But there's that salt and light and just asking that question, hey, are you a Christian? And, then, uh, and that's, that is very encouraging. Isaac Watts wrote this song years ago. Am I a soldier of the cross? Am I a follower of the Lamb? Should I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies? That means going to heaven on flowery beds of ease while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas. Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stern the flood? Now here's the tough one. Is this vile world a friend of grace to help me on to God? How much does my cell phone help me on to God? How much does a, does a Netflix help me on to God? How much do the movies help? Much? How about my vehicle? Do they help me on to God? And what I get to do, does that really help me on to God? First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. Man, that's good news, isn't it? But the man that does the will of God lives forever. I want to be that man. Don't you want to be that man? Don't you want to be that lady that will live on forever? <clears throat> we were challenged in our class a while ago. Old Breeze asked us, he said, Will, do you think you will be remembered five generations from now? Five generations. Generations, and there was a guy by the name of Caleb, David, and they remembered one another, man. And the reason is because they did the will of God, amen. And that's that's me and you, as wicked as the world is, and the wicked one Satan has a game plan to what? Because, how many times we see casualties every day. There's some folks that used to sit right here on these first two chairs, and right here, and that second one, and third one, right here. And we can look, and I, and you, you guys can look around, and you remember who used to sit right over here, and who used to sit here, and who used to sit right there, in that third row. Who used to sit back there? We can look around, and we can name those people, can't we? What's happening? Is the wicked one destroying hearts and lives? Because those folks that I'm pointing out are still alive, except for Evelyn Jennings. Her son is alive. She had six children and 150 grandchildren and 380 great, great. I exaggerated a little. But how many of those will know Christ? Christ. Now, I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm just taking one family. How many of my family will know Christ? Will really surrender to the cross of Christ? Or will I allow the wicked one to destroy the salt and the light that God has given me and us to share? Satan never wants us to be satisfied. Is that true? Never wants us to be satisfied. First John chapter 5 verse 19 we know that we children of God and the whole world is under the control of the evil one but the beautiful part in John chapter 16 Jesus said I have overcome the world amen I have overcome the world is this church right here contact is this church right here different from the world Are we different from the world? Or when we walk out the gate, walk out the door, get in our vehicle, or walk or whatever we do, are we any different? Is our communication, do we cuss just like the world cusses? Do we drive just like the world drives? How many times we say, man, I wish somebody would be courteous to let me in. And then we see somebody speeding by, and somebody driving on that shoulder over there, And I'm getting mad at them because they're driving on the shoulder. Won't they get in line and wait by me? And I'm acting like who? I'll drive on the shoulder and guess who talks to me? Are we sitting up? Are we noticing? Do people notice? It was a fella lived right over there. Let's see. One, two, three. Three, fourth house. We used to have playground equipment back here. Fence around it. And every Monday I'd come in and they'd tear something up. Somebody tearing something up. Next week, tearing something up. Always having a repair. Next week, something tearing up. The fellow that lived right over there, he doesn't live there anymore because he, he croaked. But he wouldn't, let, he wouldn't let anybody talk to him about God. I like to, here's his conversation. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. He grew up right there in that house. That was his grandparents' house, and he used to look out across this, and it was nothing but field all the way to the river. That's where he did his hunting and fishing. But there's some guys out here destroying our basketball goal. And he goes out there and said, Hey guys, you need to respect the property. And he said, what are you going to do about it? He said, I'll show you what I'm going to do about it. He went back in, got his shotgun, came back out and fired a shot. They scattered. They scattered. We tore down all that equipment that we had out there, the fence, because it was trouble every time, every week. Always had to, I'm out there playing on the playground. He comes out there and he said, you guys aren't leaving, are you? And now he said, we don't want you to leave. Here's a guy that didn't care anything about God. But he was thankful that this church is here doing what she does during the day, during the week, being salt and light. There was another lady that lived right over there, and she too croaked. And she would do cruises in a bus, gather 40, 50 people, and they get in a bus, they'd go to whatever, wherever they're going. And she said, can we park our vehicle here? Or can they, the people that are coming, can they park their cars here while we go on that week-long, two-week? Sure, you can park in there. Said, we love you guys being in the community. And there's a salt and light, isn't it? We get to be the salt and light wherever we live of that house, that individual, somewhere that we get to be salt and light. Because Jesus said, I have overcome the world and we're following Christ. We're going to submit to him the rest of our life. But there's three reasons that the world hates us in John chapter 15. Number one, because the world hates us. There's a, there's a number one reason because the stinking world hates us. There's one reason Because their guidance is not the word of God. We dwell, read, love, share the gospel of God. Amen? The word of God. Number two, second reason. Because we bear the name of Christ. Amen? That is good news. Bear the name of Christ. If they persecuted me, Jesus said, they will persecute who? Persecute us. And number three reason. We expose their sin. Jesus took on the adulterous woman. And he told those clowns. He said, You guys, any one of you who are without sin, cast the what? First stone. And us old men took off running. Because we had already, we had already had we had sin in our life. Have sin in our life. And Jesus was taking care, taken up for this adulterous lady. But there's three ways that we can make all this work. Number one, don't overdo it. Just do it. Live the life of Christ. Just live the life of Christ and your submission to the life of Christ. Number two, don't hold back. Don't hold back. And number three, don't worry. You hear that word? Don't worry about the critics. Let's get at it. Let's get her done and be the salt and the light of the world. I want to read one more scripture in, 2 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 13. Make the master proud of you by being good citizens. Respect the authorities, whatever their level. They are God's emissaries <clears throat> for keeping order. It's God's will that by doing good... You might cure the ignorance of the fools who think you're a danger to society. Exercise your freedom by serving God, not by breaking the rules. Treat everyone you meet with dignity and love your spiritual family. Revere God. Respect the government. You who are servants, be good servants to your masters. Not just to good masters, but also to bad ones. What counts is that you put up with it for God's sake when you're treated badly for no good reason. This is the kind of life you've been invited into. The kind of life Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way. So you will know that it could be done. And also know how to do it step by step. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you're going. Now you're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your souls. Amen. Man that's powerful. How God has chosen us. To be this light. And how those flowers. Those beautiful flowers at a memorial. You know what's sad about the flowers at a memorial. Why don't we give flowers. When they're breathing. Not the flowers. But when people are breathing. Why don't we give flowers in. We know what the cost of a flower is. But what about one, one of, these, one of these beautiful flowers and give it to our mom if you have a mom give it to a friend give it to a brother, give it to someone just one flower and how thoughtful how many children you know and some of your children have done it and they'll go outside they're outside playing and they'll grab a dandelion and the dandelion is beautiful and they'll bring it in and give it to their mom. And that's a beautiful... And mom says, What are you doing bringing that stinking weed in here? Does that ever happen? And what does that do to the beautiful deed that that child did? That's what we get to do with salt and light, isn't it? How we get to get it done and share that light and let our light shine. Let our light shine before men. You know, that's the joy that God has given us that we get to every day. Amen? And I want to be be that humble, teachable individual that gets to let our light shine. Amen? When we go to the hood. Sometimes we go to the hood, it's not pleasant. It's not any fun. But guess what? We're going to come back next week. We're going to find out something else. We're going to come back next week. I think I've told you this before. We've been going to Parkview Terrace 18 years. 18, 19 years. And they have told some churches that they can't come back. And they've never told us that we couldn't come back. And I've broken every rule that they've ever had. And they've never told us, you can't come back. And you know why? Because God is ahead of the game. And God says, show up, Babbit. Show up, contact. Show up and love a child and touch them and encourage them because behind that door is somebody else that needs encouragement. They may not ever come to church. They may not ever love the Lord. They may ever, they never become a Christian, but we're still going to be what? Salt and light because in his time, we get to In his time, that soul may come to the Lord. Let's pray, all right? Thank you, Father, for another day that we get to shed the life and the love of your son, Jesus. And God, that we get to learn how to be salt and light. We don't want to overdo it, but we just want to be an example, an example of forgiveness, an example of grace, an example of holiness. Thank you, God, for how you have chosen us to be the kind of people you want us to become and to love you more every day. Thank you, God, for this family, and thank you for forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there's not very many people. I'm usually telling somebody else they need to repent. And the other day, there was a clown. He told me that he needed to repent. I don't hear that very often. Because he started here at this congregation. And we sat right there, right there in that corner, in a little old chair that a second and third grader sat in. And he said, he said, Ron, how are you gonna fill this building? I didn't say anything. Pretty soon he repented. He said, How are we gonna fill this building? By being salt and light so now that I know that that clown said he needs to repent guess who I'm going to go see because he's not here this morning he needs to be here amen he needs to be here to encourage us and learn how we can together be more salt and light every one of these flowers are different aren't they they all have a name scientific name but when they're all put together, look at the beauty. Look at the beauty. You couldn't beat the purple, can you? And look at the beauty. And that's the beauty that we have in the body of Christ. When we're all joined together, not worrying about, hey, are you going to get all the credit, Apple? Make sure you get all the credit. Make sure you get all the credit, Jeffrey. You know, get that curly hair all slicked down there, buddy. but make sure you get all the credit. No, we want to be second place. Second place. Let God be first place. Amen. If we can encourage you this morning, Apple's going to lead us in a song as we stand and sing.